T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Good morning, Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN 907, Wednesday, May 18th, as Western New York Buffalo is still uh, reeling, grieving, coming together, and um, attempting to begin the healing process. We are with you. President Joe Biden yesterday, along with First Lady Jill Biden, uh, visited Buffalo, spoke with the victims' families, spoke uh, to the media as well. Uh, And with President Joe Biden was Congressman Brian Higgins. He joins me this morning. Congressman, good morning. Good morning, Joe. Congressman, before I uh, ask you about the president, you know, we're a few days removed from um, Saturday's uh, tragic terrorist attack. Uh, You have spoken with some of the victims' families. You've spoken with some in the community. Uh, How are you feeling uh, this Wednesday morning, and what have you heard from those in the community and how they are feeling? Well, as you know, there's a profound grief uh, at the loss of innocent lives. Uh, Ten individuals, ages 32 through 88, uh, killed uh, for one reason, because, you know, primarily they were black. And, uh, you know, they were grandmothers and mothers, uh, grandfathers and fathers. They were young adults. They were people of faith. There was a retired teacher, a retired police officer who heroically uh, tried to stop the shooter but was outgunned. And uh, the shooter had uh, testicle gear, as you know, and also body armor. Uh, and uh, just a, a tragic event. Uh, an individual from outside the area uh, drove to Buffalo about three hours uh, outside of Buffalo, obviously had planned the attack, had been in the cops market the day, uh, the day of the attack, and likely the day before and months uh, before as well. And as you know, what's been uh, published is a manifesto, 180 pages, which basically is the narrative of what he has done and what he had planned to do, which is vile, it's, 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 uh, it's tragic, and you've got innocent lives lost, and you have a community that's broken. And as you said, the, the president came yesterday to try to, uh, you know, to tell Western New York that the nation is with uh, is with the region. The, the nation is grieving. Uh, what your interactions uh, with the president, uh, what what was his feelings and, and what did you pick up that he had picked up from the victims families? 
Well, he's a very uh, empathetic guy. He himself and his personal life is, uh, has endured a lot of tragedy, uh, the loss of a young wife, the loss of a young uh, uh, baby girl, uh, to life-threatening uh, bouts with aneurysm, uh, the loss of a son. Uh, so, you know, he is, you know, very empathetic, and uh, you could see it. It's genuine. Uh, from the moment he got on the plane in Washington, uh, to the moment uh, he got back on the plane. He didn't just speak with the families. He spent, both he and his wife, uh, a couple of hours uh, directly, you know, uh, 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 with the families. And uh, that is, you know, a guy that, you know, obviously a very powerful guy, President of the United States, uh, who can empathize with these people because of the tragedy that, uh, that, that you know, he's experienced in his life. Um, you know, he's at his best in those kinds of moments. And I think uh, in talking with some of the uh, families of the victims, uh, they felt very uplifted uh, that the president was not only in Buffalo and his, his wife, the first lady, but, you know, the, 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 the time that he spent with them. I mean, this was not transactional. This was heartfelt. And it was needed. And as you uh, mentioned at the top of the show, this is part of uh, a long healing process. And each day brings a new set of questions, challenges, uh, but also, you know, hopefully renewal. And we hopefully would learn from something, learn something from this. And uh, we come together as a community that is stronger and uh, more empathetic and, 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 and looking after one another. And, and you, know, you you speak of the of the challenges and, and coming together, and those are two other things I want to talk about. First, coming together, Congressman Higgins, what have you seen as the community of Western New York coming together, and what would you like to continue to see or see that you haven't seen yet? Sure, there's a you know the, the Buffalo Bills are going to be uh, in the neighborhood in the community center today to serve food to uh, the, the the victims, you know, so they have stepped up. Uh, there's an event at uh, the Erie County Medical Center today uh, regarding uh, the victims and uh, what we need to do to come together as a society and to reject uh, categorically hate. Uh, there is, uh, you know, people coming in from the Department of Justice who are still investigating this situation. So each and every day uh, there is uh, progress toward something. And my hope for our community is its, uh, is its progress toward uh, a renewal or recognition uh, that we're all vulnerable, uh, that we all need each other, that we are, in fact, a community. And our diversity is a strength, and it has been uh, in Buffalo for, you know, 150 years, and it will continue to be. Uh, but look, democracy is hard work, <clears throat> and citizenship is, te- is a team sport. And, you know, we all have, uh, uh, we should all have the same objectives, and that is uh, to live in a society that is equitable, that is inclusive, uh, that provides opportunity and good social mobility. Uh, Working toward those goals is beneficial to everybody, and it's not uh, ideological, it's commonsensical, and that's what we should all want, regardless of where we stand on the political spectrum. And Congressman, you talk about, you know, what's next? What would you like to see done legislation wise? What would you any laws you'd like to see of this? What would you like to see the next step to prevent something like this from happening again? Well, we need a federal statute criminalizing domestic terror. 
we don't have it, and we need it. And that's something that everybody should embrace. And domestic terror of this nature, uh, there is one, uh, assault weapons. You know, I mentioned that this individual had an assault weapon, and the police, retired police officer, security guard now in the store was outgunned, but so were our police officers. And, you know, this individual had uh, a weapon that was more powerful than the weapons that uh, our police officers carry. So our police should not be outgunned because our police are in place to keep all of us safe. Uh, So there's two pieces that really need to be looked at. And and minimally, uh, you know, background checks, uh, the vast majority of Americans, regardless of political affiliation, uh, support uh, reasonable gun safety legislation. But uh, assault weapons, uh, as you know, are, are not, you know, hunting, uh, 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 used for hunting. They are uh, designed for one purpose, and that is to kill people uh, quickly and very powerfully, as we have seen uh, in the aftermath of the tragedy at the Tops Market on Jefferson Avenue in Buffalo on Saturday afternoon. As we learn more and more about the uh, uh, the shooter, are you surprised that there wasn't um, that he was not on a radar? That there weren't red flags uh, known to people throughout the state? Yeah, I am. Uh, there are uh, there are so-called red flag laws uh, in place in 19 states, including New York, and uh, according to police officials uh, who I was with, you know, for the last four days. Uh, there were incidences where uh, this individual, um, you know, was uh, was reasonably uh, thought to pose uh, an extreme danger. Uh, he wrote a paper on, on on shootings and suicide. He he uh, allegedly threatened uh, to to uh, take forceful action against his his school uh, last year. Uh, those are all those are all signs that should have been uh, pursued. In fact, in the manifesto, uh, he kind of mocked uh, the system by suggesting that he had waited 45 minutes for a mental health evaluation, and the mental health evaluation itself took 15 minutes. Uh, that clearly was not enough because it indicated early on that this individual was a danger uh, to himself and to others. And had that been pursued more effectively, uh, perhaps uh, the tragic event of, of Saturday in Buffalo, New York, could have been avoided. Congressman, you, you've spoken with those in the community. You've spoken with uh, the victims' families. Uh, you know, and as you said, we need to defeat racism, and we need to defeat racism in the community. What steps need to be taken to have that conversation? How do we have that conversation to start that process to defeat racism, as you said? It is a, uh, it is a complicated problem, <clears throat> but first and foremost, we have to, uh, we have to uh, call out white supremacy uh, to, to simply victimize people because of the color of their skin is wrong. Uh, Additionally, we have to come together, the faith community, uh, the political community, uh, community activists. We have to see each other more clearly. We have to understand the grievances of of people of of color who feel, and justifiably, that they have been marginalized. 
and uh, we just have to do better. You know, there are initiatives uh, to make major uh, financial investments in the redevelopment of Jefferson Avenue uh, and in other, you know, uh, programs, uh, infrastructure to promote economic development. So it's there's no easy response to it. But it just requires a commitment on the part of our community uh, to engage with other parts of our community because in the end, we are one city and we are one nation. And that is as old as our founding. And we have to always try to create a more perfect union. Perfection is elusive. The pursuit of, uh, of perfection is, is something that we always have to strive to every single day, try to get better, as I said. Democracy is hard work. Uh, uh, citizenship is a team sport, and everybody has to be on the field. Everybody has to communicate clearly. Everybody has to agree to the same set of goals. And I think if and when we do that, uh, things will, in fact, improve. Now, as we said, you know, come together, uh, have those conversations. What do you think? You know, anytime something tragic happens in, in, in the political climate that we are in now, it seems like on, on both sides of the aisle you have this political finger pointing. Uh, what do you think, and how do we stop that being the first thing anytime something happens? Because I see that, and I, I think that's the opposite of coming together. How do you see it? Well, it is the opposite of coming together. I mean, when you have... Uh, access as this individual and previous uh, mass shooters uh, access to uh, you know social media uh, whose content is is spewing a a a a, a racist uh, white supremacy uh, and uh, encouraging uh, if not explicitly implicitly uh, violent uh, behavior uh, toward uh, marginalized groups of people. I mean, that is what's going on right now. And, you know, uh, again, this 180-page manifesto uh, that the shooter on Saturday uh, posted is a clear narrative uh, that he was radicalized uh, on websites uh, that, uh, that uh, seek to radicalize uh, people like him, people that are disaffected, people that are uh, looking for uh, some kind of, 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 of purpose, uh, not legitimate. And this individual found it. And you can tell by the writings on, on you know, the barrel of his rifle and, uh, and his manifesto that this individual was deluded uh, with, with, with racist uh, uh, ideology uh, and uh, very uh, prone to uh, domestic violence, domestic terror. Uh, that is a threat to everybody. Final question, Congressman Higgins, you know, uh, speaking of that tops on Jefferson Avenue, you know, everyone in the community, that was not only a grocery store, it was a, a place where the community did come together. We heard Reverend Kaiser Pointer talking about how, you know, he would go in for just a couple items and he would end up talking with people. He'd be there for an hour or so. Uh, do you think that we will get to a point where this store can reopen? And how does that happen? Yeah, it has to reopen. I mean, look, obviously, there's going to be a period of time where, you know, things have to occur relative to the cleanup of that store, uh, relative to uh, a lot of things, you know, an evaluation of how do you make that um, supermarket safer. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, that met a need. And the need is that, you know, some communities in Buffalo that are marginalized uh, don't have, uh, you know, fresh fruit 
fresh vegetables, good quality food, reasonably priced food. And that's why the supermarket was established uh, on Jefferson Avenue. Uh, it was a food desert, as they, they call it. And, and you know, you look at some of these smaller stores, while they do serve a purpose, typically, you know, the quality of the food offering is not as healthy. Uh, the pricing is not as reasonable. So it, it is imperative uh, that the Tops Market on uh, Jefferson Avenue reopen. Uh, but obviously, a lot of work will go into getting it ready for a reopening, uh, which will include, uh, you know, enhanced, amplified uh, security measures to ensure uh, that people feel safe and welcome there. Congressman Brian Higgins, I really appreciate you joining me this morning. Thank you, Joe. That is Congressman Brian Higgins. He was with President uh, Joe Biden, who came here and visited uh, Buffalo, visited the site, visited with the families yesterday. And again, as I said uh, on yesterday's show, I said what I want to see is, you know, a not a day to play politics. And, and you know, yesterday I said not a day to play politics. Uh, right now, in general, this is not a time to play politics. Right. This isn't the time to uh, to score political points. Um, and, and I said that before the speech yesterday, and you, you heard David um, echo the same thing, and you heard after the speech uh, David's commentary, and I, I would agree with what David was saying. I think the president was here yesterday, no matter how you feel uh, of the president's policies, uh, the president was here as the leader of the United States, as the, the, the commander-in-chief, um, as the leader of the free world, and he was here to uh, show that the nation is with, with Western New York. And again, I, I think you look at that and you say, that's comforting. Again, regardless of your opinion uh, of the president, it is comforting that the president was here. It is comforting that he was meeting not only with uh, the families, he met with people throughout the community, with community leaders. And I think that was very important. Again, we are still in that grieving process uh, and you can hear it, you know, uh, Reverend Kaiser Pointer was in this morning with Susan and he was talking about knowing six of the individuals who are deceased. He talked about learning of the shooting and then having to go and perform a wedding. And I- I'm going to be honest with you, as I was talking about on, on Saturday, those rush, that rush of emotion, I heard him telling that story and I started I started, you know, feeling that emotion again, um, and, and it's that mixture of, of, of pain and anger, and uh, we're going to be um, dealing with that for a while, and especially those in uh, that neighborhood and, and the victims' families. Um, you know, there are ten families that will never be the same, and it also opens up, as I said, with the congressman, as, as the congressman agrees, it opens up that need for. Conversations, and I think in in general it shows that we need to just start talking. You know, Brian and I talked about this yesterday. We need to just start talking with people, and not just people that agree with us, not just people that look like us. We need to be talking with everyone in this community because we are all Western New Yorkers. We're all Americans, and we need to start talking with people like we're all Americans. And I really, really want that message to get through. No matter your politics, no matter your your ethnic background, we're Americans. And we should all be talking with each other. We should all be discussing our difference of opinions. We should all be discussing 
things we agree on. When's the last time you saw that? A conversation on social media of things you agree on. But we, we need to, to come together. And we need to stop this finger pointing. And it is so important you know, at a time like this to be there for the community. Not turn this into, well, you don't agree with me, so you're this. This is a time to come together as a community. And I, I have been, it is heartwarming to see all the donations pouring in, to see, the, to see people, you know, coming to um, whatever uh, it is, the Feed More, the community fridge with bags of food. It, it is heartwarming. It, it is truly showing the city of good neighbors. And we need to continue to be there, to grieve together, to heal together, to be there for the victims' families. And we need to also talk with one another and have those long conversations. You know, Reverend Pointer was talking about going into Tops and having those long conversations, you know, when he was just in to pick up a, a few things. I wish that happened to me every time. I, w- I, 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 you know, I love having conversations. I want to I be talking w- with everyone. And again, not just with people who agree with me. I think we all need to, 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 to have to talk with one another, not hear something we disagree with and run away. And um, I'm glad to hear uh, what Congressman Higgins said as well. When we come back, we will be talking with you. We'll also uh, wrap up what the president said yesterday. It's Beamaz and Beamer here on W. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back. Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Brian off today. Yes, you're stuck with just me. I want to thank uh, Congressman Brian Higgins for joining me in the first segment. If you missed any of that, it will be available at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. You know, before we get into discussing uh, this segment, I'm also going to play back part of uh, Joe Biden's speech, President Joe Biden's speech. You know, and I, I see it everywhere, right? 
everyone wants to, and I said this at the end of the first segment, everyone wants to turn this into a political battle, a political back and forth. And I, I just don't think that's the way to address it. You know, you see people on social media saying, well, if you voted this way and if you agree with this, then you're part of the problem. Well, that's that's real nice. That's that's real helpful in coming together. Do you really think that's the answer to point the finger at half of Americans and say they're the problem? Is is that going to that's not addressing the real problem? This political finger pointing in my opinion, is absolutely disgusting. And the fact that you have people that started doing it Saturday night really, really disgusts me. You have 10 families grieving. You have a, a region grieving, trying, you know, trying to be there for this great city, this great region. And you have a majority of people who legitimately want to come together. And then you're going to use your social media platform to blame people. To tell them that you know them just because of the way they vote. I'm sorry, it just to me, it's so, it's the direction we don't need to be going in. The direction we need to be going in it is legitimately coming together. And as I said last segment, having conversations with one another. Talking our differences out. Not isolating people. And again, like Brian and I said, if you know someone who's buried in their phone, buried in their computer at all hours of the day, talk to them. Hey, what's going on? What, what are you so intently doing on your computer nonstop? Engage with them. We need to start having serious conversations with one another. And yes, uncomfortable conversations, of course. Of course we do. You ha- we have to do it. We owe it. We-, we owe it as a community and as a country to come together and yes, have those conversations that at time can be a little uncomfortable. Now, uh, I appreciate Eva Doyle uh, getting back to me. Uh, Eva, I did invite. Maybe we'll have her on tomorrow uh, to talk about this. She is on a, uh, a radio station in California this morning. Um, so hopefully we can talk with Eva tomorrow. Uh, love talking with Eva. I have a, a great deal of respect for her. And um, we'll, we'll have this conversation. It won't be today, but we will have this conversation with Eva either tomorrow or maybe on Hardline this weekend. But Forbes did... Uh, did this uh, this article after uh, the Buffalo shooting, and and this is this is the title. Most voters believe fighting racist beliefs is key to combating mass shootings after Buffalo massacre. Now, this was a poll conducted of Democrats, Republicans, Independents, and of the voters surveyed, half of them said combating racist ideologies was a top priority for preventing massacres, while another 25% said it was important but a lower priority. More than 80% of those surveyed listed better mental health screening and support as important factors, while 75% also believe stricter enforcement of gun control laws is key to combating mass shootings. 
The poll also found 40% of voters view white nationalism as a critical threat to the U.S. after the Buffalo shooting. That compared sorry, to 32% of voters in February of 2020. And again, this is, this is going to lead to having conversations, uncomfortable conversations, but I do believe it needs to be done. And I have to say, it is, it is refreshing to see so many people agree with that. It's refreshing to see people uh, starting those conversations. And like I said, that is, that is going to be my goal um, in, in the next few shows to have those conversations. What can we do? Because, yes, this, this racist monster on Saturday came from out of town. He is not one of us. He is not of this community. And yeah, I think the questions need to be asked. Why weren't there red flags? What did those around him know? Why didn't they check in on him? Those all need to be asked. But we also need to deal and we need to discuss racism not only in the community, but in the country. And that does start by having conversations. That does start by reaching out. And I know Eva Doyle has had these conversations. She talked about them yesterday with Brian and Susan. And I I think it's important, you know, it, it is important in life to get out of your comfort zone. This is one of those times where it's important to this community it's important if on a nation on a nationwide level to do this. Get out of your comfort zone. Have a conversation. Don't just say, "Well, that's not me," and walk away. Because you know what? I know it's not you. But that doesn't mean you can't have a conversation. That's not that doesn't mean we can't go and talk out our differences with all in the community. Those who politically disagree. Those who uh, those who have different backgrounds. At the end of the day, we're all Americans. And I know how easy it can be to say, well, that's not me, right? I, I know how easy that is. Well, that's not me. And walk away. That's, that's for someone else. That's for someone else. I'm not, I'm not racist. That's for someone else to, to have that conversation. And again, I know you're not racist. But I think we can still address it. And we can have a conversation. And that will truly bring us together as a community. And uh, again, I think this will be a conversation we have later in the week and and, uh, hopefully a conversation that continues because the one thing we can't keep doing, we can't keep making this political and have a political finger pointing. That's going to do us no good. That's not going to help us. uh, That's not going to help anyone grieve. That's not going to help anyone heal. And it's just going to divide us. So the last thing I want to see, and unfortunately I've seen a lot of it on social media, the last thing I want to see is this continued division. Let's not make this about politics. Let's truly do it. Let's not just say it. It's so easy to say, oh, let's come together. But let's actually do it. And let's start by, by having uncomfortable conversations and talking with one another. 
So I, I'll be interested to know what you think. If you have a, a thought on uh, what I've been saying, if you have a thought on what Congressman Higgins said, the phone lines are open, 803-0930, star 930. The Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is open at 803-0930, star 930. Um, a lot to discuss. And uh, I, I know David's also going to continue our discussion as well. Um, other things I want to know, and, and this will be you know stuff, again, we are still in the grieving portion right? Then there's the healing. I mean, there's the grieving and coming together and then the healing, right? Uh, And obviously, as that's going on, we're all asking the question, how is this not caught? How is this kid not on, this, this monster not on a radar? You know, I, I hate to be this guy, but you hear the parents are cooperating. Well, what did the parents know? Here's a kid that, when he was in school, he threatened, was mentally, uh, went to, to get a mental evaluation. His parents had to know that was going on. Now we're hearing that, that he killed a cat and his mom gave him a box to bury the cat. No one went and checked, checked in on him when he was going through all this stuff, getting radicalized in his bedroom. What about the people he invited to the Twitch video? What about the people that followed him on his private social media account? They didn't say anything. They weren't concerned. The stuff he was posting, the stuff he was saying. You know, that there's the old saying, see something, say something. And I think that does go for social media. I think we are to a point where, yes, you have the freedom to post whatever you want on social media. Someone has the freedom to say, that is wrong. This, this person is dangerous. And I think it, 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 we can't just keep scrolling down and, and you know saying, ah, that's nothing. If you see someone posting ideas as this individual was, I think it is time to to say, yeah, you see something, say something. But with the red flag laws, and and Congressman Higgins um, said it himself, with the red flag laws, how was this individual not on anyone's radar? And how was he allowed to get the things he got? It's uh, a lot of questions, and we're going to have more and more questions as we go along. 803-0930, star 930. That's the number to get on. It's also the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. And I'll tell you, uh, some great texts coming in today. And uh, really appreciate the uh, the listeners, really appreciate the, the back and forth. And, you know, like I said, I don't think this is a week to play politics. Um, I, I don't like the political finger pointing and, and I, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's a disservice when anyone does it, but I especially am, I, I especially am very disappointed when our leaders start in the political finger pointing and I'm not going to call them out. I'm not going to say who I'm talking about, but we have seen it. 
We saw it Saturday night. We saw it on Sunday. Leaders, elected officials, state and federal, already starting to play the political game, already starting to point the finger at this political party and this political leader. But at the same time telling us, it's time to come together. Well, which is it? Is it half of the country's fault or is it time to come together? That's a serious question. I'd like to know. For those of you out there that are using this to point, uh, to do the political finger pointing, what, what, what is it? Is it a time to come together or is it a time to blame people who don't think like you? And of course, you're going to have you're going to have those on, uh, you know, you're going to have those in your social circles. You're going to have those on social media that you know, no matter what, it, it, they have to make everything political. And again, that's very disappointing. But when it's an elected official, when it's supposed to, when it's someone that's supposed to be a leader, you don't lead by the first thing you do is blame. Other leaders who don't think like you. Again, it's not going to get us anywhere. And I think it's very disappointing. And I'm not going to say say who I'm talking about, but if you've been listening, if you've been watching, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Ah, It's... uh, It's one of those things you just... you're, You're disappointed and you're at a loss for words again. And Brian and I talked about this yesterday, right? Um, let's go to Lancaster. And that's where Mike is. Mike, I'm sorry. It's taking me a minute to press this button. I'm in a different chair uh, than the phone usually is in. Mike and Lancaster, good morning. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, Mike. What do you think of uh, what we've been talking about this morning? Well, you know, obviously a big tragedy of what happened. Um, the conversation, you know, with the way people are in Buffalo – um, what a great population for a conversation like this to happen because the people of Buffalo are just wonderful, right? I mean, we are the city of good neighbors, and I'm, I'm very proud of how there was no further, you know, travesties after what happened. Um, also, I do got to say about, uh, you know, the type of people that, that kind of have this uh, mentality um, the kid, in my opinion, had mental illness, and what bothers me is nobody has said, what kid do you know can write a 180-page paper? I think somebody else might have had their hand in that, and I think that needs to be really be discovered because, you know, a teenager, think about when the teacher gave you, like, a 10-page report and what a hard time you had writing something like that. So you're telling me an 18-year-old can write a 180-page paper? I think they really need to investigate if somebody else had their hand in that. You know, Mike, and that was something that we heard discussed very early in this. It'll be interesting uh, what comes out of it. And I agree, you know, Western York, Buffalo, we, we, we love to talk. We have some great people here, and I think it's time to, to have this. Uh, this would be a great place to, to, to start having that conversation. Mike, you know, what you mentioned, uh, are you surprised that he was not on some kind of radar, especially with the red flag laws? Um, hundred percent. Now you're telling me that they actually, he actually killed a kid. That's, that's the first time I heard it uh, when you said that today. Um, 
I guess he was under some kind of medical surveillance. Um, the state police were involved. They had him on his radar. You, you see the same story over and over again. But my question, I guess the, the question would be, like, when you see something like this happen, um, you know, what what's the next step uh, instead of just radar? Because uh, you yeah. can't just have somebody follow him around all the time, right, like these type of people. So I, I that's a good question. I, I don't have the solution for that. It's, that's tough. And, you know, there's people that are jerks out there. They're going to say, you know, really bad things about people. And, you know, I always hear, well, that's their, you know, First Amendment right of freedom of speech. Um, and it happens to law enforcement all the time, right? They, 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 people will call them names or whatever, and they'll say, well, they're protected under, you know, First Amendment right. Um, it's it, it just, it's a, I don't know the solution, you know, and I think that's where it gets all political and, you know, the gray areas. Mike and Lancaster, I appreciate the call, man. And that will do it for BMAS and Beamer on this Wednesday. Uh, as I said, I'll see you tomorrow morning. David Bellavia is next. I thank you for joining me. And if you missed our interview with Congressman Brian Higgins, it is available on demand at WBEN.com and the Odyssey app. But David's next, then Bowerly, uh, and then Buffalo's Evening News. So I don't think you'll uh, want to go to on demand anytime soon. Stay tuned for David here on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.